0: Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Femmison. The way a skier moves from the edge change to apex is crucial to maintain rhythm and direction in the course. The boys break it down in simple terms.
1: There's just certain parts of the course that I think that even if people have a you know reasonable hand on it, there's just certain parts of the course where they, just, they don't know... What should be happening? So then, if things aren't happening correctly, um, they don't really know where to start to uh, yeah. to address it. And, and so, unless and you know, a lot of people have probably already guessed, but it's it's edge change. It's 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 center line, ideally <clears throat> through the upward swing, center line to apex. I think um, this. I think there's a lot of confusion here, and I think there's a lot of confusion because I think this is. A, you know, a, a part of the course where there is a lot of, of, um, <clears throat> identifiable cause and effect. Meaning if something's not right at the center line, then, then, then things probably, or, or if the, if the edge change and the, and the, and that upward swing to apex, if, if there's a lot of, uh, you know, I'm gonna say mistakes or if there's something wrong there, it's, it's, it's cause it wasn't teed up. It wasn't facilitated. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't set up correctly. So, um, Edge change, edge change to apex. This edge is like change a, to a, apex, yeah, baby. this big, this big part of the swing where, where, when you watch someone who's doing a lot of things correctly, you're you're like, well, how could anyone have problems with this? Because it looks like you're essentially doing nothing.
0: It's it it can be such a rewarding part of the course for when it's when it's set up properly and when it's understood but for the most part you see you know when i coach people i see a lot of people missing this and and the result being long pulls because yeah. the desire to get out to the buoy so long pulls and then straight to reach And then and then wondering why or, you know, the end result being slack rope at the finish of the turn, which, you know, also is dominated by a rear foot body falling backwards skidded turn. Yeah. to that finishes with a slack hit or a impact on the body from the rope coming tight from a unnatural stance on your ski so we have a lot of things to talk about to set this up but it really is important I think for everybody to understand maybe what's happening in that zone so that even if it doesn't necessarily you know at, at, at longer lines some of this stuff you can get away with it and still run six buoys. Yeah. But the, I guess the end result is as you progress, you're going to have to go back and relearn what's happening in this zone and, you know, like why, why have to, that's like an extra step in the game. So if you understand what we're shooting for, you can kind of understand why we want to do these things. So, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tidbits in here. A lot of things I think people will catch a piece of that go, woo. So I I think that I'm I'm really what I'm kind of hoping for is this sparking of the light bulb to to come on and go, whoa, I didn't wait a second, I haven't thought of it that way. Or do I do that? Or do I not do that? And hopefully what we'll do is we'll just kind of discuss this thing enough that uh, we can start to fill in the black holes. And, you know, well, I mean, hey, if people are left with questions after this, that's a good thing, too. You know, I mean, it's we want to start this discussion and we want to, you know, depending on the level of skier you're at, you're going to grab this at different levels. But understanding it from the core. I, I'm such a believer in understanding things off the water versus on the water that that this discussion will be powerful for everybody. So I think it I think ultimately the thing that I I, I think we need to start with is understanding handle path. And I know we've done episodes on this, but really the there's a there's a huge discrepancy between where the handle's actually going, and what our brain tells us we want to have happen. So, yeah. do you think that's a good lead-in for you know yeah. discussing handle path? I, I'd love to hear what you know, like the way that you kind of want to take this, and then no, that um, that's exactly we'll it it, it,
1: Yeah. So, I think okay, and it's a term that you know it, it's gained a little traction and it gets thrown around a little bit. But if if you want the easiest way to understand handle path is just for a moment. Um, picture it from, from overhead. Right. And, and then, and then in that moment, you know, in this, in this, in, in this um, visualization, just take the forward motion out of the boat, take the, you know, take the forward motion out of the skier. And, and, and when you're talking about recognizing and, and respecting handle path, it's, it's, it's exactly that. Where, where does the handle move in relation to the pylon? And, and I think if, if you take, you know if you freeze this um, in your mind and and you take this this view from overhead and you take the forward momentum or forward motion out of it that, I think that's the first thing you that's the first thing or that's the easiest way to understand wh- where that handle needs to go one mm-hmm. right and, and it's and again it's your the handle and and pylon it's basically a protractor right I mean that's it's going to make this semicircular curve around the pylon Um, Mm -hmm. and and I think I think the moment you you like you you absorb that and respect it that's the moment when you realize how insanely important um, being able to transition being able to edge change somewhere very close to center line is
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean exactly right you are fixed this rope has it does have stretch but it's uh, let's just take that out of the equation cuz you're kind of on the end of it and you're and you're rolling with it so the rope the handle has a path that it cannot deviate from the only deviation that it can deviate to is to the inside and any inward rotation of the handle path from the ideal handle path is a loss of uh, rope tension Mm-hmm. Which means you're basically running inside of your ideal line, and there are many, many people who ski. In, most people ski inside of this ideal line. I mean, I do too because yes. it, it's very, very difficult to be on the end of that line all the time and be be that weight. I like to call it the weight on the end of the line from center line going swinging up all the way to apex we want to just be that weight that's skiing or taking that handle as far on its path as possible. So, you know, we did we, two two episodes ago, we did a very I mean it's one of my favorite episodes and that was that yeah, fat, fast versus slow. Yeah. And really talking about hip alignment and and where where the pull comes from and and how we generate speed and balance. And so, you know, we have to understand this handle path thing. So, you know, we take our speed. Now we've got speed and direction going into the center line. We're aligned properly, which means we're balanced, which means, you know, our center of mass is over the top of our ski, but, you know, obviously leaning away from it so that the ski is rolled up. But what happens now? Like, what are we targeting? Why are we targeting it? And handle path. Number one is the most important thing that I see. And, and what gets in the way is this, and it is in every single one of us, I believe. And that that is the desire to get out to the buoy and Mm -hmm. the, and the there, that's probably why it's such a black hole is that we actually take our emotions and desires and put them in front of our I don't want to say common sense, but what actually needs to be done. Yeah. So the fear of missing, the fear of not generating enough to get out to the buoy, you know, I mean, again, we have so many episodes in this backlog that you can go back and start to understand how to generate speed out of a buoy, why we want speed. You know, if you, you're not going to get out to a buoy if you don't generate enough speed from, from. Turn to turn to wake or from turn yes. to apex, right? So if you don't do that right, then this rest of this discussion becomes irrelevant because you know that if you stand up or come out of your lean at center line, you haven't developed enough outward speed to get you out to the buoy. So then you end up what what's the end result? For, and this isn't all in the negative, but what's the end result? You don't develop enough speed into center line. So, you know, you're not going to get out to the buoy. So then what do you do? You pull long and at longer ropes, you're not as punished for this, but it does affect how the line that you run, the line tensions, where you accelerate. And basically you're kind of treading water really. And then you're just going to, it's like, that's why we hammer gates all the time is that if you start with speed, width and rope tension and balance and all these things, then you develop that going into the first, into the gate then coming into your first buoy, you're set up with the most amount ability of ability to do what we're about to discuss. Where yes. so, so it is important to realize that you cannot just work on this black hole zone without first setting it up. And that's almost always the case, right? So first things first, we have to understand what we're trying to do here, that the handle is on this fixed path. And that, what are we going to do now in order to set this up? Right. So my next kind of, so anyway, the handle path, the handle from center line is going to start to curve in and up towards the buoy. It will not keep going outward. Like you can't, you don't have an infinite amount of earliness that you can ski to a buoy, whatever line length that you are affixed yourself to, and you're skiing. There is one perfect line to be skiing that has your body on the out, uh, riding that, that perfect outside uh, curvature, upward, outward curvature of the handle path. Yeah. So yes. just realize that your desire to get earlier, to give yourself more space for the buoy, to set yourself up better, that, that, that kind of stuff is got to be understood from what it can actually physically be. And make sure that you see that line before you even try to do whatever we talk about next. So then the next thing is that I, I think is that we, I want to hear your thoughts on is mm-hmm. um, is is basically overall balance, right? We're we we are water we're water skiing our form of speed because we're riding a flat surface. Our our only way that we actually get to go is the boat. Right and and our connection to the to the boat. Um, one of the things that I see in in most of the people that I coach is actually a lack of balance from center line out to buoy. Um, in that, in, in, z- yeah, yeah, go in ahead. What way? Yeah, in well, what way? Well, meaning that relying on the rope, relying yeah. on on strengths and not relying on natural balance. Yes. So easiest way to think about it is I wrote an article a long time ago called the invisible line. And the idea was was that I want you to be in a position that I could take a picture of you and erase the erase the actual line that we're on and you know sorry like basically to take a picture where you know you see yourself connected to the handle and the rope and you can see the rope and stuff in the picture and then I want to take that picture and then I want to erase the handle and, and the rope. Mm-hmm. And I want to see you riding your ski in an athletic balanced position. Yep. If, if you were to let, like, okay. So when you stand up, you typically find your balance almost immediately you don't usually sit with your meaning that your feet are underneath your knees or underneath your hips. Yeah. Your chest is over your hips, your neck and head are back up over your spine. Proper posture, I guess is what it would be. Right. So yeah, you, for you, sure. You find that and, so naturally, right?
1: Yeah. And you're only leaning on the rope to the extent that is required due to the friction on the bottom of your ski. Right. Right. Um, where, where you know, in like, it's, yeah, that is isn't that's a neat way of thinking. Meaning if, you know, if at the moment before, let's just say before you pulled up for your gates, if you were to, you know, casually toss the handle, nothing mm-hmm. should happen, right? Your right. tip shouldn't come up. Um, so, meaning you obviously shouldn't fall at the back. Um, you should be able to just glide until, until your ski submerges. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and, and, you know, we talked about that, that is a lot of what we were really describing in that two episodes before. Is being balanced, having, you know, like anytime that you're not in balance, you're going to feel something like, okay, stand up, put yourself in your skiing position, bend your rear knee and, you know, sit back. Mm -hmm. Okay. What what are you going to feel? You're going to feel quads working. You're going to feel, you're going to feel all these other muscles having to compensate for those improper stance Without, a, I'm, I'm, you know, when I, when I was describing this, that's just standing up, you know, in your inner room, think about yeah. where you think about where, you know, you're not, you know, you're not hooked to a line. You're not anything find the, where you stand and you can actually stand there for a long period of time. I used to do this with students, you know, where I just hook a rope up to a pylon. Right. And I just want to show them proper cutting position. You, you know what I mean? Like just, just, yep. you know, the typical grab a handle against the post and lean against it. Right. Yeah. Well, you'll get people and you see their arms are all bent. I'm like, yep. well, that's not balanced. How long are you going to be able to hold that? I want you to be able to hold this thing for like a half an hour. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. And, and you're right. You can see
1: like some people that they're like shaking and they're like, Oh, this hurts. I'm like, well, if it hurts, you're you're not, you're, you're standing in the wrong position. This, this, you're looking for, yes, even, even when you're under the most, well, sorry, especially when you're under the most load, you're looking for a complete balance.
0: Right. I mean, people, the, the comment I get so frequently is, wow, you must be so strong to hold on to those angles and cuts that you're holding on to." And my, my position on that, or my answer to that is absolutely not. I'm, I'm not having to use the muscle because I'm balanced. I'm, I'm, yeah. using, I'm using all these natural forces to my advantage versus fighting to be in those places. So, you know, you shouldn't have to feel like you're fighting to be in any of these positions. So anyway, the, 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 the next thing I was just talking about is think about where you are, where you want to be and be balanced over the ski. One of the things that I see a lot coming into the wakes that people do is they're not balanced coming out of the buoy. They're rear biased. Okay. So if you're rear biased, you're basically hitting the plow. I'm going to plow to the next buoy instead of natural accelerate. So I've got all this force on me coming into the wakes. So when I get to the first wake, I have so much load on my body and my ski, and I've got, I'm so heavy. That's why a lot of times I talk about light feet, but I'm so heavy because I'm just displacing that rear part of the ski so hard that when I get to the wake, my ski has so much force that it's actually being flattened. My body has so much force on it that I can't stay in my lean and I'm getting unleaned or getting stood up. That's flattening the ski. The ski is going to pop that wake more than cut the wake. Mm-hmm. Like the yep. idea of cutting a soft stick of butter with a butter knife. If you put it sideways where it's not a blade and you hit it, it smacks. If you turn it to where you've got your knife working in the right proper direction and you hit the soft butter it goes right through it right so what what's the compensation move for somebody that's so loaded they're going <laughs> to shove they're going to shove their ski even further out in front of them because that's going to put less of the ski in the water to hit the wake so that they're not going to hit the wake as hard and buckle under all this pressure the other thing is they know they're slow coming into the center line so the desire to get that ski cast, cast quote unquote cast out there yeah. Right. So you're going to yeah. shove that ski out there, trying to get it on the widest path possible But in that, what I just said right here, forgetting that the handle is attached to the boat and the handle can only go in a certain place. So no matter how far out you cast your ski, you're not going to be able to stay connected to that handle if it isn't cast in the right direction. So wow, I don't even know where I was yeah. going with that trend. So can you bring me back to center here? Cause, no. <laughs> uh...
1: Okay, um, no, I mean it, it went to it just that really just spoke to, to to the you know to the first point where you know it, a whole bunch of static um, after the second wake is 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 a result of something coming into the wake and and, and you you know that. Yes, balance. I mean, if if everything you said, like if you're not if you're not over your ski, if you're not structurally aligned, if you're not if you again, if you're not balanced, you don't have the option of, of driving forward and creating this true acceleration, this fast um, stance versus slow stance, like we referred to a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I think it, like even okay, just beginning conceptually, leaving the leaving the center line, leaving the second wake. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is you have to. You have to appreciate what's best case scenario, you know, and best case scenario is, is, is that arc that is dictated by your attachment to the pylon. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, just from, from my experience, I know my hardest pass suddenly got, you know, periodically easy when, when I stopped trying to get wide. Mm -hmm. you know um because again
0: can you talk uh, about that can you talk about that a little bit because you're talking about 41 right you're talking about a really so for for you know this is really really short lines where handle at 90 degrees is still like what three or four four feet inside of the buoy line so you know you're having to you're having to extend way out so can you talk about why that is so hard for people to wrap their head around? Like, how, well, how do it, I get out to the buoy and what the fears are and, and then how you overcame that?
1: Yeah. So I think I think it's that. I think people are in a rush to get out to the buoy, right? And, 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 and I think of it like this. Like, you can't, you can't, okay, the only way to get to apex faster in, in a good manner is to have created more speed on the front end or, you know, from the finish of the previous turn.
0: Yeah, but Trent, I feel way too fast going into the buoy. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, I want to go slower?
1: Why is that why a fear? Your, yeah, well, because most people are on the wrong trajectory. You know, okay. most people are running a, a flatter line straight to the buoy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think of it like this I, I can't, you can't, the only way to get to your apex quicker in, in a good manner, like it, the full, you know, the, the full swing line is if you had created more speed. So, I have this, I, you know, I I just accepted the fact, okay, I can't hasten. The only way I can get to apex quicker after I get to the center line is if I essentially just cut the apex off, meaning pull a little long, swing my ski out. Okay. Now I'm at my widest point that I'm going to get to. And I got there quicker, but all I did was limited. All I did was limit how high I was actually going to get. So like, you know, word salad, just, but but what really turned the corner for me was understanding that or appreciating that i am going to take my time to get to the highest point possible that my speed will allow at we, your I'm hardest pass y- yeah well, when you're really when I- you're
0: pressed when you're pressed to the very edge and fear yeah. and trust well, and the, all these things are yes. at their breaking point
1: yeah and that's where it became
0: you're going to take I mean, your that, time the,
1: that's yeah, exactly right. And, and for me, it's like everyone wants to talk about patience at the buoy. But for me, the big light was no, I, I need to be patient at at, at, at centerline. I need to come off that edge. And I need to respect the path I'm on. And I need to commit to that path until I start nearing my apex. And, and then like two things happen. One is, is you apex higher, which for any line length is your goal, you know, like, you know, you, you, just because you don't have to swing up high in the boat, that doesn't mean you don't, I mean, everyone benefits by a higher swing line.
0: Can you no can, what you, my can you relate that back to our 15 offers?
1: Yeah. And, and perfect. Yes. It, yes. Perfect. Why do people hate 15 off? Like why do, you know, you know, and that was a bit of a blanket, blanket statement, but why do advanced skiers hate fifteen off? Right people people want to get rid of that fifteen as soon as they get a taste of twenty eight. They're like, I am never skiing fifteen again, and they and they like to say it's because you can't do the X and you can't feel the Y. But but what r- the truth is 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 because the line is so long that you you don't need to advance very far outside of the the whitewash to still get around the buoys. Correct. So people end up running this this narrow swing line you know is, is it's just the term i like to use but narrow narrow back and forth path um, they like to run this na- narrow swing line because they, they know they can get around the buoys anyway so from apex back to center line there's not enough room to to to, to build speed because they're running a narrow line so they end up pulling long, and, and like you said earlier you can, you can get away with it on the on these longer paths but but no one learned to run no one learned to run forty one at forty one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I mean, you you learn these concepts and you learn these ideals right from your opening pass. Um, but yeah, back to that, you know, back to that that light for me was was I just had this. As soon as I accepted this realization that where I am in relation to the handle when I hit the first wake, that's where I would still need to be in relation to the handle when I, when I reach my apex. Yep.
0: So it's just being really, really patient. Like, the, the, can you, can you, the, can you, I, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt, ma'am because no. I think that's a really good point. And I kind of want you to go deeper into that. Cause I'm, 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 yeah. I understand what you're saying, but it's like, I'm having yeah. a hard time processing. So I think that everybody would love to hear a little more about, about that. So, okay. So if we
1: are, we already established what is that ideal line right and it's it's the it's the line that the handle could take right mm-hmm. or or that protractor line so <clears throat> what's going to change that line what's going to what's going to make you go down course faster than you're swinging up right what's going to what's going to flatten that circle or that semicircle well pulling long we said okay and then but like Rossi, you already said okay if you don't want to pull long then you need to have balance so you can accelerate earlier out of the previous turn. Got it. Okay. So we, we have balance. We have this, this this transition that's happening, excuse me, happening somewhere near center line. So mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be perfect, but the closer to perfect it is, the the, the, the the truer that path is going to be leaving the wakes. Okay, so now we're we're edge changing early. Now what can change what can change your trajectory or flatten that arc out? Well, if you're unwinding. or, or, or rotating back to the inside. Um, what, what causes that? Well, for me, it's, it's when the, it's when the plane of the load. So like where the load is being directed as you switch edges, get onto that inside edge. And now you start your upward swing. If where the load is being, where the load is attached to your body or where the load is being directed to your body, if that moves or every inch that moves, That's going to change. That's going to change your trajectory. And what I mean by that, just, you know, picture yourself going to one ball. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a righty or a lefty. It's that, that ideally coming into center line, you want that, that load being directed into your inside hip, which would be your left hip. Now, as I switch edges if I let that left hip fall back or, or if like where I'm standing in relation to the handle, if it starts to change, if that left hip falls back, now that, that, that plane of the load is going to get directed further and further up my torso, the more that left hip falls out of that, you know, that power triangle, that term that, that mm-hmm. Rossi introduced us to. So it, it's, it cause appreciating at centerline, you're under your max load. So if, if you change, you know, in it depends on on your ability, but we're talking anywhere between like 150 up to 600 pounds of pressure. So if if where that load is being directed starts to change, your trajectory is going to change. So that that goes back to my you know kind of the ana- anecdotally that that big light for me was where wherever I am, and especially if it's not perfect, but wherever I am in relation to the handle when I when I enter the first wake. I I need to be satisfied and then committed to that connection, that balance until, until I reach apex, apex being, you know, where I slow down to match the boat speed. And, And, and again, most people just cut their apex off, you know, even if it's not from, even if they're not pulling too long, it's that, you know, the, the most common, you know, buddy coaching is stay on the handle, you know, and it, it, that's certainly not wrong, but, but it's that if, if you change that load plane or, or allow it to change while you're still under pressure, your trajectory is going to change. It's, and again, to, just to reiterate, it's patience off the wake, especially if you're not perfectly balanced, you know, when there is more opposing forces or, or unbalanced force, um, you, 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 I mean, if you were just going to, you know, if, if we I you know, you mentioned off the start, like maybe we can find some kind of crunchy, you know, light, light bulb little thing. Well, I, I think exploring that idea of being patient from the center line to the apex.
0: Okay. Okay. So I think to, to take that to the next level, cause then you're like, okay, well, how do I, how Oops. do I, how, let's yeah. talk about how we get on that line and how we stay on that line. And, um, Because I don't, I don't, look, people can tell you all day long, you need to ride the handle longer. There is some impossibilities of riding the handle longer. If you are not in the right stance with the load coming through the right part of your body, it's impossible. And that's why you don't do it. So there are reasons why this, that you don't just, Oh, I got to hold on to this. If you are like a lot of the, like some of the, the skiers that I described earlier, like if you're coming into the wakes, you're heavily loaded on your on more of a rear biased uh, place where your leading hip, your hips are set back, then you're going to want to shove your feet out in front of you. If you do yes. that and you come off the wakes, you're not in a balanced position to be able to do anything with that line. And you've already actually been curved to the inside of a tight rope. So there is no riding the line. The line's not even there. Yeah. So this yes. is, this is like right. So, um, so this leads me into this. I mean, this episode could go for two hours. So I'm, I'm trying well, to keep you, us yeah, moving. No,
1: yeah. Because there's, there, there's so there's, excuse me, there is so much potential cause to potential negative effect. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, I kind of wanted to go into a discussion on tilt, tilt over, okay. reverse C, and how those and then then probably lead into things that you can do that have to that you have to be doing in order to utilize some of this these things. So tilt, and reverse C. These are things that you probably have heard us talk about or heard somebody talk about. And if you haven't, Trent, maybe give me a, a, you, you talk about tilt a lot. That's why I brought it in. So do you want to talk about tilt off the wake and into the buoy? Like what, how, or is, is that, am I using the right word that you use um, or timber? Timber?
1: No, I, I think I don't use that term, but I think what you are referring to, because I think it's the same as re- reverse C. I think I'll, um, I'll tee this up and tell me if this is what you are talking about. But I think you are referring to not losing that upper body lean angle as your ski transitions from one edge to the other.
0: Yes. Okay. Me- meaning, like if you were to, if you were to have, if you were to come off the wakes and immediately your upper body, if you imagine when you are in your lean, right? Mm-hmm. If you took it from, if you were directly on shore. If you were okay as a skier, you're right at center line. You're yep. right at center line meaning you've turned, you've cut the wakes, you're directly behind the boat and now I have a photographer on shore shooting me looking right at me yep. from from what is that? 90 degrees from the lake or whatever, straight across yep. the lake yep. shooting me at that 90. Look at that, look at my my lean angle, right? The quicker yep that my lean angle goes from leaned away from the boat to leaned towards the boat. Yes. That's, that's what I was referring to as tilt. Um, the reason you're trying to,
1: and that's what you're trying to avoid. You're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to to avoid going to, to, you know, negative lean, if you, if you will, or you're trying to avoid leaning back towards the boat, correct? Here's
0: yes. Here's our, here, here's the, that's the, uh, that's the, here's, here's a perfect thing. That is why people pull long because it delays that, it delays delays that that. body over. Yes. Okay. But it does it in such a negative fashion that when it does, you do stay leaned longer, but the loads that are, are increased so much higher that then the tilt over to the inside is so fast and so aggressive that you then cannot stay on that handle path. You're gonna go to the inside. Does that make, does that, am I, did I ma- paint a picture? Because I think that's, that, that is probably why people pull long in general is that they're so loaded that if they don't pull long, they're going to get pulled up into the inside so quickly that they go inside of the buoy. Right? Yeah. They
1: get used, they get used to running a line that where, where <clears throat> as soon, to, not as soon, but shortly, shortly thereafter they're done pulling, they're, they're done, they're done swinging and, and, and advancing or they're, or they're, or they're, I mean, they're used to that trajectory abruptly changing. So yeah, I'm going to pull along because at least I'm going to get halfway to the buoy before I start losing all my direction for sure. So, and then again, I kind of <clears throat> taking this or just comparing this to, to to what, you know, what I was painting a moment ago was when you leave the second wake, if the load never leaves that hip, if your connection point never leaves that hip, you're not going to get tipped to the inside. As you leave the second wake, if you take that hip out of the triangle, and then all of a sudden you put that 500 pounds from that was running um, through your spine or close to the plane of your spine, but it was running through your hip, through your body, and if you take that inside hip and and you let it, you know let it slide out of the triangle, and all of a sudden you put 400 pounds on your shoulders, of course you're going to lose your lean, mm-hmm. right?
0: And you lose your, you lose your, well, I, I guess I understand now a little bit more about what you're talking about, about your relationship to the handle. But the moment you drop that hip behind you, then you, and yes, you start to curve to the inside. You are now not the weight on the end of the line. You are free and you have a loose line. When you have loose line, you don't have the security of Finding connection when you need it. And hence why everyone feels so crappy when you're making a slack turn at a buoy, right? Slack yeah. turn at the buoy just says that you just chose an in optimal or, or not proper line in. So you're taking a straighter line than the ar- outward arcing line. And when you do that, there's not, there's, it's almost impossible to find rope tension. At the finish of the buoy, especially right on the backside of the buoy, that's why you know a person that takes a straighter line in has to take a bigger line out to find where that line comes tight. Yep. So. Yep. Can you? So I think we should uh, let's let's go to super high level and see what is that and why why do why do pros do certain things that you don't see non pros doing or advanced you know advanced amateurs. But it's yeah. called the reverse C. Yeah. you wanna you wanna paint a picture of a reverse C from that ninety degree side of the lake well, view? Yeah, yeah, you,
1: <clears> you, uh, <throat> yeah. The way you, you tee that up to begin with is pretty good. Like you're you're gonna see you're gonna see you're, the, the the ski's gonna come under your body and they even start to move to the onto that inside edge while your your upper body lean angle remains intact. You're still leaning away from the pylon.
0: Mm-hmm. So you've created the speed coming into the first wake. As you, transition, as you transition through the wakes and your ski is released from the water, your upper body is still like it's leaning, but your lower body is swinging underneath you. And then it's going to land off the second wake on its inside edge. Like you should not see after the second wake, when you are connected to the water, you should not see spray. Going towards the boat yeah okay the spray should be starting to break towards the outside okay that's how you know you're pulling long all right so if you do what we're talking about and you're centered over your ski into center line and you your ski releases your body wants to still be leaned away from the from the boat while the lower body swings underneath and lands on the inside edge and then However, then we, then our upper body slowly comes up, 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 and breaks over the top of center. And then that is, I think the moment easiest way to know when, why do you let go of the handle? When you let go of the handle, you let go of the handle when you're the moment you're tilting at the zero straight up and down. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I think that's exactly right. I think for, me personally like i I don't think like that's not the the trigger for me like me it's it's as that outward trajectory or it's it's just before that outward trajectory starts to die off so i can continue to ski away from the handle but yes that is exactly when it would occur
0: but if you tilted inside earlier how are you how why why would you have two hands on the handle when there's no rope tension?
1: Yeah, you, and you wouldn't be, and and you're, and, and then you're yeah, for sure, and you're going to further lose a line because if you reach and you're no longer swinging out, or you, or your or your or, or or that that trajectory is no longer going, no longer going um, out as it's traveling up. Of course, you're just reaching into a loose line, right?
0: Right, right. For for line for most line links, until you get super duper short, where the handle does not even reach the buoy. In my mind, you want to be doing what Trent was talking about. You want to be coming up and over center, up and from leaned position to center position from the wake all the way to the buoy line. And if you that's just the imaginary line, if you ran down the two, four, six or the one, three, five buoy line and drew a dotted line all the way down the lake, it's when you cross that line. And hopefully, if we've done it right, when we edge change off the second wake, now we are going to completely follow that handle arc all the way to that imaginary buoy line and then from there that's probably our desired width so then from there we would slowly then start to release away from the handle i think at 15 off we could actually ski it much wider than the buoy i mean you know but anyway the kind of that 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 point so that reverse c now there's there's many things there's many ways of doing this uh i you can do this from a stacked position, meaning that you don't, you can, your body can be in a line and your body can be in a line, uh, at, at center line in mm-hmm. a you know, straight from your feet to your shoulders can be in a straight line. Okay. Yeah. And you have to just be very aware of where your body is, the pressures you have and things like that. I have, I have something that I was doing for a long time I actually got away from it for a little while and now I'm getting back closer to it and trying to find it and that is what I call my idea at least and that's called yeah. body over.
1: Okay. And yeah, what this bo- is exactly this is exactly what I was going to ask you about. It like right. is it I think there's and you said it perfectly. You you can do it through management
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or it, there can be a somewhat dynamic component to it. Um, so yeah, ex- explain that Rossi. Cause that's something if I, if I, the, if I think back to 08, 09, like when I first really started, you know, seven really started paying attention to what you were doing. It was yeah. like, this, that's where my, that was what I had needed to scratch. I'm like, okay, what's, what, what, what is he doing there? Because he's not doing there what I'm doing there. And, and, um, and he's skiing really well. So t- yeah, talk about, <laughs> that, talk about that, that, that kind of dynamic nature of this, this reverse C position.
0: Okay. So how to start on this? Okay. Well, number one, in order to do anything that I'm talking about here, we need to go back to those two episodes before, right? Like we have to have that hip, our leading hip, our hips in a forward position on our ski pretty much everywhere. Like there's not really a place that we let them sag behind. They're our balance point. They're our pivot point. And so once you get your hip in that up forward lock position that I was talking about you know, kind of trying to get everyone to find that kind of locked in forward seat position or forward position of the hip coming into the wake. Then what I was, what I'm basically talking about is, so what ends up happening, what ends up happening is that, sorry, I'm getting text, Is that, um, <laughs> super distracting. My bad. It even distracted me, but, um, <laughs> is, is basically that the, my hip, my trailing hip, my inside hip. Like if I'm going through the gates, my left hip is actually connected to the handle. I see so many people pushing, they're trying to push their handle down. We've talked about this in other episodes. You can go back, try to find it. But um, really what we're trying to do is the moment your handle, when, when you connect to the handle, if the handle is below your belly button, then you have, you become dynamic on your upper body. And what I like about that is that it allows me to find balance, not through fighting to find balance. Like you cannot force yourself to be more forward on the ski. You can't press on the front of the ski to be more forward. You can only be relative to how the, the, the way that the boat is supporting you and how you move there. So once I get that hip locked in the forward position, then I have, then my upper body, my arms are actually just holding on. There's no in, there's no bicep action there. I am just literally hanging off the backside of the handle in a balanced position. Okay. So I've got myself in that lean. As I release the ski, what I'm, what I'm really trying to think about is my upper body bending over away from the boat and I want it to stay over there. Or actually the best way to think about it is hang over there. I'm trying to allow my body to hang over there. Meaning I can't have all this upper body tension because if I have that tension, as soon as that tension, as soon as I release a little bit of it, I'm going to, tilt over to the inside and now I can't ride the, I can't be hanging off the end of the line. So what I'm talking about, this body over idea is really that in, is that my hip is locked to the handle and I am allowing my upper body to just fall away from my hip. So I'm, I'm just in a more C direction. Like I'm even allowing it more. Why am I doing that? Well, as I as I start to release the ski and come up, my hip is still connected to that handle, but my upper body is really not having to do all of this crazy inward core uh, holding on. Uh, it's not like that. I'm actually more draped up over and bent over, just allowing my body to be bent more. Now, what am I doing? I'm giving myself what I'm trying to do there is as the ski edge changes and comes underneath me, my hip is still forward and connected and riding the handle path. And Mm -hmm. now my body has even more time to come up over that center line. And so that's, that's really what I was shooting for. And then what's most important about that body over, not body away. I'm not trying to pull the boat backwards when I'm doing this, but, I'm over, I'm trying to be over my front foot and leaned away from the boat and all, all the whole goal of what I was doing was to try to buy myself the most amount of time for my upper body to come up over and before it tilts to the inside. Now, yeah, I, okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. yeah, Delaying that as long as possible, right? As long as possible. And what that's doing is allowing me to ride the line because I think what, what ends up happening is when you're focusing on, on allowing your body to be over, if your body is over and you try to advance your ski or shove your ski out in front or catch your ski out wide, you're going to have to engage that upper body, rotate that upper body out and back. And that's going to send the ski out, but it's also sent, sent you out of balance. And now you're going to carve to the inside and not be able to ride that ideal line. So this idea was something that, you know, basically the things that unlocked this for me were to leave my feet light out of the buoy, trust Mm -hmm. my lean, get that, get that hip up and forward into that position, feeling my My trailing hip locked up to the handle and then my upper body, I just had to focus on leaning away from the handle, not trying to tug a war this thing. I'm more balancing off, I'm pivoting or balancing off that connection that my inside hip makes with the handle. And I just see so many people trying to force themselves into these positions and really it's not, it's not really about that. So, um, I think that's, that's kind of what I... I don't know if I did a very good job no, of explaining it. No, that's
1: that's it. That's, a, that's exactly it. and and I think that's what's that's why I think this was going to be fun was in that you said like so by 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 actively somewhat dynamically making sure that my upper body keeps you know hanging over the edge or hanging over the edge of my ski or or maintaining that lean away from the pylon because you're trying to delay that that moment where you're you're trying to delay coming inside as late as possible. And and that's, that's, that's exactly in keeping with, with, you know, what I said was my biggest key. And just that idea of just patience, leaving the wakes. Um, because, and you'll see like some, like, excuse me, you'll see high level pros too. And to my next point was even if it's not perfect, even when you get to the, to the center line and you're not, you don't have that perfect, that perfect structure, that perfect balance to drive from that's when it's, crazy important to, to make sure nothing moves, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's like, you're, you're trying to control the bleeding at that part mm-hmm. at that point, you know, like, okay, maybe I don't have great angle, but at least I'm not going to prematurely lose that angle. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, if we just went back if we we're just going to, you know, talking points on this whole thing, it was, is, it was, you know, we probably said balance 50 times. You know, balance mm-hmm. into the wake is going to make this easier. Um, my idea of, of just load management, making sure you're just controlling where your body is in relation to the handle for as long as possible. Um, to, so as not to change your trajectory prematurely. Um, and then Rossi, like adding that, like that component, that dynamic component of, of, you know, like, and you're not just going to manage it and, and be afraid, or, or be or be you know static and, and kind of wait and see what happens. If you've got supreme balance, you can actively you know uh, not increase that lean away, but you can actively stay committed to that lean almost all the way to the apex.